This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond, and the original OG Thrill Seeker. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to... Massive Lafey, my name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How you doing there, Mike? Uh, not too bad, and yourself? Good, we've had a good week here. Uh, this week, we've got a, a special guest for you all. Uh, we've talked to him before, or I've talked to him before anyway. Uh, back in the interview days of the show, uh, it is world-renowned star and your favorite, Dylan Kelly. How you doing, Dylan? I'm good. That's a just a fun intro. World renowned star. That's that's nice. <laughs> that's uh that's like a uh like a Kreskin kind of uh intro. That's a, a future. Yes, it is. Nostradamus intro. <laughs> so uh exactly. what uh last time we talked to you, uh, you know, you had been uh working on um one project. What are you what are you up to now? Uh, well, now I'm working on uh, this uh, Christmas movie. It's called uh, it's called Scrooge, A Christmas Yet to Come, and that's very exciting for me. I play uh, Fred Scrooge, so that's Ebenezer's uh, nephew. Okay. Uh, the yeah, the director is a great guy. His name's Christopher Katz, and uh, he has his own production company, uh, Fun Film Studios, which is great, based out of Atlantic City. And, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It'll be in theaters uh, this December. Nice. Uh, so, yeah. Fred, Fred, uh, Fred Scrooge, is that like a, uh, like a takeoff on uh, Fred Claus from, uh, remember, remember that movie? <laughs> it, it very well could be. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe it is. <laughs> so, are you, guys, uh, are you guys filming this now? Yeah, we're in production. We are filming now. Um. What uh, what's it like? So I, I'm interested. We hear a lot of stuff with uh, with COVID and everything, and and kind of how uh, it's changed some of the the productions and everything. Do you guys have uh, you know like different sort of um, different sort of uh, like procedures and everything as far as like uh, testing or quarantining or anything like that? Yes, everyone follows strict guidelines. Uh, you know, you have to show that you've been tested, they make you get tested. I think they made us all get tested uh, uh, a week before we started filming. And then, uh, obviously, whoever has to film certain days or whatever, and if, if, if the period is over two weeks spread apart or something, you have to get tested again, and you have to show proof of that. And they maintain this six-feet social distancing and all that good stuff. Well, that's cool. That's cool. So, so yeah. you feel yeah. pretty safe on the set, then, I take it. I feel I feel very safe on the set. Yeah, it's my I, I feel very natural about it. It's my favorite place to be. Yeah, that that sounds good. Uh Mike, uh what do you think? What do you think about uh Fred Scrooge over here? I like it. Yeah, I think it's going to be So, um when is it supposed to come out? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. What was that? When is it scheduled to come out? Uh, December 12th, I believe. I could be wrong on that. It could be a few days after that, but in December for sure. All right. So, nice. so when, and, and, and by that point, 
I would imagine um, that people will be pretty pretty solidly back to the cinemas at that point. Uh, I, I think uh, most people will probably be vaccinated at that point, and you know they 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 dropped some mask mandates. Uh, you know, around the CDC put out new guidelines and, and all that stuff. So I would imagine that um, that people will be back in the cinemas pretty solidly around December. So that's that's good. Yeah, is it going to be a digital release or just straight to uh, the theater or what? It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be released. Oh, apparently, apparently, Mike's question was a little too hard. <laughs> you stumped him on that one, Mike, and he uh, he bailed out. So we have lost Dylan Kelly. I, I keep telling you, Mike, that you weren't part of these interviews before because your questions are just too hard hitting. Yeah, like the Geraldo Rivera of the show. Hey, you're back. One second. All right, now you're back. I'm sorry about that. Oh, that's all right. So Mike, Mike, Mike had asked if it was coming... Straight. If it's if it's only going to be in theaters, is it going to be uh, digitally released at the same time, or how's that working? Uh, it's going to be in theaters, mm-hmm. and then uh, for about two weeks, I believe. And if if we can get it uh, to go through longer, then that's great. And then it will be uh, digital. Uh, you know, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, all the all the streaming platforms, which is great. Oh, that's good. And uh, there's action figures, so I'm going to be made into a little doll, which is great. So <laughs> now my no, great, really. That's awesome. Now... Oh, I love it because now my uh, my ex wife can stick pins into it when she thinks of me. So that's great. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's very exciting. No, last time I talked to you, I was married. Now I'm divorced. Oh yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, do you remember that? I was getting married. Now I'm getting divorced. Wow, has it been that long? It has. Man, that's uh well that's uh I don't know I don't know, is that too bad or is that good? No, it's great. I'm excited about it. It's been two years of hell and now it's uh right. now it's all uh skipping through the streets like a Hallmark card. You know what would be nice? What would be nice is if this is gonna play for at least two weeks in the theater. It would be nice if next Oscar season you're nominated for you know, best supporting actor or something like that, because it'll be Oscar eligible. That would be so. That would be really exciting. Being I can win an Oscar for being Ebenezer Scrooge's nephew. So that'll be very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we best my, performance my, as a nephew. Mike and I want. Mike and I want to be in that acceptance speech. Absolutely, you will be. You will be. I'd like to thank. Uh, the Screen Actors Guild. I'd like to thank um, Mark Phillips. And I'm sorry, what did you say your name was again? Me? Yeah, you. Mike. <laughs> you're Mike. Oh, you're Mike. So there's Mark Phillips and Mike. Yep, Mike Phillips. Okay. Mike. Oh, your brothers. Might as well be. <laughs> okay. So what the hell, Mike? Uh, Mark and Mike Phillips. Don't forget our brother wow. Wilson. That's right. That'll be like absolutely. So that'll be really exciting. So I'm doing that. Funny, I started out as an actor, so this is one of my acting projects. But I ended up sort of becoming a Penny Marshall type of a person. Now here I am, 
uh, and other pro- I'm working on other projects as well, separate from this, and I'm casting for them, and it's, so it's it's weird, uh-huh. very weird how I ended up doing that. Yeah, that's cool. So, are you is, are you trying to, are you trying to tell us that you're going to be in the reboot of Laverne and Shirley? But it's got to be hush hush. So that's just a like a little hint. Absolutely, I'm, but I'm playing both Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> I'm playing both, yeah. Uh, Are you going to do a uh, gender-flipped uh, version of A League of Their Own? <laughs> um, you know, I prefer I prefer Burnett flip instead of a ginger flip. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. That would be funny, Mike. A gender-flipped A League of Their Own is just, uh, they just show... Oh, I thought you said gender? I thought you said ginger. I just wore, like, red hair. So no. I, I figured it's different. So I figured, no, I'd rather do brown hair. <laughs> no, gen- sure, yeah, gender flip too, yeah. I'll be a guy version of a... And instead of Tom Hanks saying, there's no crying in baseball, I'll hire Rosie O'Donnell, who I don't know how she can say. That's not a good choice. She was in the original where she played a, she played a man in the original, and now she's playing a, uh, now she's playing a man in real life. That <laughs> so was really exciting. It's great. <laughs> no, I love Rosie O'Donnell. I hope she watches this. I really do. I think she's great. I used to watch her in, uh, when I was a kid, there was a movie called Harriet the Spy. It was a Disney movie. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I love that. She played Gully, Miss Gully or whatever. Yeah, she played like the nanny. I don't know if Rosie O'Donnell is among our fan base, but I know Norm MacDonald is. Well, they have McDonald's in their name. Exactly. I think we paid uh, Fred Soler to endorse us. Right? (laughs) Oh, we paid Fred Soler to endorse us too? Absolutely. For sure. So... Uh, speaking of, uh, gender swapped movies, what have you guys watched, uh, this week? Uh, Mike, you, you've seen anything, uh, anything good? Uh, I started, uh, I finished watching the shield again. Okay. And then I, uh, started watching the boys again and my wife does not like the boys, which I, uh, I don't, I don't understand that. I thought she'd like it. Oh, not a fan of the boys. Yeah. I, I, I can see how it. It's a turn off for some people, I guess, because it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a uh, a gross show in certain ways. So, I, I mean, I can see that. But it's a grower, not a shower. Right, exactly. <laughs> but well, I, I saw uh, most of Scott Pilgrim versus the world as well. Oh, you'd never seen that before? No, I'm a big Edgar Wright fan, so I'm like, oh, I'll finally watch it. And I have to say, it's uh, it's kind of uh, not a, not that great. It's okay. It's not bad. It's just, uh, I don't know, not really my thing so far. I find it a bit overrated. Uh, I like it generally, but yeah, I think it's a bit, there's a lot. I'm not a huge fan of the hyper-realistic stuff. I mean, I think Guillermo del Toro probably does that, that the best. And he, there's even a lot of movies, and I know this is sacrilege, but there's even a lot of movies he's done that I'm not a huge fan of just cause I, I I'm not into the, that hyper realistic stuff. And it's like, yeah, I don't I, really want to just watch fighting the whole time. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Uh, please. No, no, that's all right. I'm just listening to you. No, I think you're right. I, I'm not into all that realistic stuff either. Although, um, I do like fantasy that I have to admit. And I saw, um, I've seen them a million times, but kill bill is, is great. One mm-hmm. of my favorites. And I just watched this movie today called Unhinged, which is about road rage, which is really, which was amazing with, um, uh, what's his name? The greatest actor to ever live. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. 
amazing. Yeah. And it teaches people. Yeah, I like Russell Crowe a lot. Them. Yeah, it teaches people not to be assholes and just you're in no rush to go anywhere. Like, calm down. <laughs> so, so that was great. I love that. Where, where's that? Where's that thing. plan? Oh, no, it's not playing. It's already played. It's on uh, Amazon Prime now. Oh, okay, it's on Prime. Cool. Yeah, I haven't I haven't heard of that one, but uh, you know, obviously we all know Russell Crowe. Yeah. It's about road rage, huh? It's about road rage. It's really, really good. There's a lot of movies like this that are uh kinda that would have been big cinema releases. Uh I mean I don't know if this one was planned to be a big cinema release or not, but with Russell Crowe I'd imagine it would be. But uh because of Oh yeah. Because of COVID, it's like they all Fly under the radar. Like I saw this one um, a while ago, and it was uh, damn it, I can't remember what it was called now. But uh, it was on HBO Max, and it was Denzel Washington. It was Denzel Washington, Remy Malik, and uh, Jared Leto um, were in it, and uh, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a decent movie. It was okay. Um, there were a lot of things that uh, that bothered me about it uh my wife and i watched it uh and we talked about it on uh difference of the little things that's what it's called the little things the little thing my phone might cut out again i'm in the i've been driving through this dark tunnel god knows where the hell i am oh my god are you going going to be pennywise the clown yeah exactly actually that's what that's i just did i coming back from that okay this normally doesn't happen i'm usually not a bad host not host but you're the host i'm not a bad I don't know. What am I a guest? A guest, not really. yeah. Well, I'm not usually a bad guest. <laughs> uh, well, you know well, what they say: uh, guests and fish stink after uh, two tunnels. After a few <laughs> days, they absolutely definitely, yeah, they really. Oh, there he goes again. He's been murdered by the clown, Mike. So you, that sucks. yeah, <laughs> Fred Scrooge. I'm I'm interested. I'm interested in this movie. Yeah, I wonder if he. Uh, I'll ask when he comes back if he could tell us a little more about the uh, the premise and such. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I would imagine it's kind of a uh, you know a Christmas Carol, another another version of it. I would I would guess, but but I I don't remember a nephew uh, in that. So maybe it's more about I don't know. Maybe it's like a prequel. Are they going to resurrect yeah. Robert Shaw to be in it? <laughs> Uh, he did. He did a version one time. I think they did. A, I don't know. I don't know if they ever did. Did he point out where uh, his previous uh, injuries from the war on Christmas? <laughs> Candy cane to the thigh. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Mike was just saying that uh, that uh, Ebenezer Scrooge was the uh, the original warrior of the war on Christmas. <laughs> Yeah, no, he was. I, my favorite one, though, was the 1984 version with George C. Scott. That was oh, yeah. a great one. Michigan's great own George C. Scott. That's right. But what I really loved about that one is the fact in the end, he walks into his office pretending to be an asshole. And uh, his, uh, I forgot his worker's name. But one of his workers shows up late, as usual. And he goes, that's it. I will not have this anymore. Therefore, I'm going to raise your salary. And he kind of looks at him with this dumb face, and it's it was really good. It's really funny. 
yeah, I love that version. I love the 84 version. The other ones are good too, but that's my favorite. I think that's the I mean, that's the one I grew up on. I think most of our listeners are probably in the age range where that'd be the one they know the most. Oh yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. Can you tell us, yeah. can you tell us a little more about the premise of uh, Fred Scrooge? The, like, the is it in modern you days? Is it set in the 1800s? Modern day, you know, a lot of people do that. They create characters for people. And uh, a lot of actors do that. If you're like, don't have a good role, they pretend like, how am I going to base this character off of? So I've decided that um, Fred Scrooge, Fred Scrooge is um, a guy. He's obviously married, with, you know, and um, he's happy all the time. I, I like to think that maybe he had an acid trip if they had acid back then. And now he's just happy all the time because it was a good trip, but he never came down off of it because the character is so happy all the time. He's always smiling. So I, I just think that I'm high on acid. Nice. That's a good, that's a good uh, little actor uh, backstory. Isn't that, uh, it's a nice backstory. Yeah. But what's, uh, can you tell us anything about the premise of the movie? Is it, uh, is it like, uh, is it, you know, the, the classic, uh, uh, tale or is there a, like, is it modern times? Is it 1800s? What is it? Uh, it is the 1800s. The clothing uh, that the director chose for us is amazing. Can't wait to wear an ascot. <laughs> uh, and, uh, no, it's really great. And, why wait? Uh, he's really brilliant. Why wait? I want to wear it now. And he's really brilliant and, and talented. And he um, he's just a visionary. He has an idea. And... Um, you know, he's bringing it to life, and that's something to admire. And uh, I guess the premise is the same as all the other ones, but he's using CGI to do some of the scenes or uh, to shoot some of the scenes around it and add things in, which is going to be great because CGI technology has gotten really far oh, since yeah. the Fast and Furious when they used uh, 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 Paul Walker, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. I mean, because they used his brother and then digitized. Paul's face over his brothers, which was, I think was really awesome. They did it in Rogue One with Princess Leia as well, Carrie yeah. Fisher. So, I mean, that was really great. And um, that was only four or five years ago. So now it's gone even further. Uh, you just saw it on The Mandalorian. I'm a Star Wars fan. And they made Mark, they put a, a young Mark Hamill on it. It's really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. So it, it's really brilliant. Everyone really wanted brilliant it to be enough. Sebastian Stan, though. Yeah, they did. They did, and that's something they could probably do. Sure I mean, he will. looks he if he looks a lot like a young Mark Hamill. I I see what they're talking about. Like Sebastian yeah, Stan yeah. really does look like a young Mark Hamill a lot. But he really does. He really does. But but I liked you know I liked that they brought him back too. Mike is uh Mike is not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> really? No, not at all. Well, that's okay then. <laughs> that's all right. Mike, uh, what's your what's your favorite of the Star Wars movies? Rogue One. None. <laughs> I yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't seen that one. I don't really like them in general. That's all right. That's that's like Lord of the Rings. I can't stand those either. Oh, Mike loves the Lord of the Rings. Really? I, I, I like them. I wouldn't say I love them. Like the movies are kind of too long, but I, I will just sit there and watch them if it's on. So I I watched the only one Lord of the Rings movie I've seen is the first one, and I watched it with Mike. <laughs> Well, that's good. I all I know is Gollum because that's what my ex-wife looks like. That tells you a little bit of my taste. <laughs> anyway, 
She could have been um, in one of those big eye uh, picture paintings. She could have been. She was like Gollum, but add 75,000 pounds to it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so this is a horrible interview today. Uh, um, yeah, I, I have, I have um, an appointment I have to go to, but I really enjoyed speaking with you again. And I really thank you for having me on the show. And I'd love to come back soon. Absolutely, it was it was uh, it was fantastic. Uh, we we really thank you for uh, for coming on. Yeah, as I said, thank you. Thank you, thank you for having me, and we'll definitely be in touch. All right, you have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was Dylan Kelly. Uh, check out his movie um, in December. Scrooge. Uh, what do you say? It was Scrooge. Prince Scrooge. Scrooged a a tale yet to come or something. Fred Scrooge a tale yet to come. Yes. Fred Scrooge the acid tripper. I don't think acid was around in the eighteen hundreds. It wasn't, but there was a, a fungus on we called uh, uh it's spelled E R G O T. I don't know if it's ergo or it, ergot. It's er- that, ergot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that some people say is similar to LSD, and it caused uh, a lot of people think it's responsible for tales of uh, werewolfism. I can I can I can see the similar I like I know uh there was an episode of House where uh, someone got ergot poisoning so Of course. Yep. Yeah, I think we saw that one actually. I think we did. Yeah. She started to hallucinate uh or actually it was a delusion of her mother because uh they differentiated between hallucination and delusion because seeing your yeah, we, seeing your that. seeing your dead mother is a hallucination not knowing that your mother's dead is a delusion so Yeah, that's right. So that's uh yeah that was uh interesting. Interesting uh talk with with Dylan. Yeah, I talked I can't remember when that interview was. I guess it was we've been doing this show for a long time. I guess it I was, was I was thinking today I wonder how many episodes we have. It's probably a lot. Uh I believe that we are at episode uh 100 and something. I mean we're close to 200. Which you know we already did 100, so who knows. Yeah, no way to no way to find out. I don't know. I I don't want to look that up right now. Uh, I think we're on episode one twenty five, maybe or something like that. Uh, maybe. But yeah, way back when I did um, I did an interview with uh, with Dylan, and I guess he's uh, divorced now. That's I guess it's not sad because he seems pretty happy. Yeah, he seemed okay with it. Last week uh, we talked about divorce, so I can't. I can't. Oh yeah, we did. I just saw that. I, oh, it doesn't say the the number of the episode, so I have no idea. Oh, what do you listen on? Oh, I don't listen at all. I used to, but um, because I used to have time to listen to the show, like at my work, because mm-hmm. I could like listen. Uh, you know, I was allowed to listen to music or whatever. But my new job, I can't do that, so uh, I I don't listen ever to any podcast at all. I used to listen to a ton, but I listen to none now. Oh, okay. I was, just, I was just thinking about that earlier because this podcast I used to listen to called The Wild Die. It's a Savage World podcast. I, mm-hmm. They just announced they were ending today, which is kind of sad because I miss a lot of episodes because I just don't listen to podcasts. Yeah. That is sad. A little bit. I mean, I enjoy them, but I mean, what can you do? There's only so many hours in the day. Here it is. April 12th, 2019. That's when I did the Dylan Kelly interview. So almost two or over two years ago now. Right before, right before, right before, we talked about the movie Triple Frontier. Remember that movie? I don't remember that at all. Oh wait, that sounds kind of familiar. Wasn't it like a Netflix thing? Yeah, that was the one where like I can't remember who's in it. There was a couple famous people in it, 
but uh, they they steal some drug money or something like that. This guy like had it like in his house, like the money was in the walls, and oh, Ben Affleck was in it. And they they have to get it out of the Andes or something like that. Their their helicopter crashes and two hundred sixteen episodes. Nice, I love it. Yeah, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, some of these movies you've seen on Netflix are just so not memorable. <sighs> what was it, Velvet Buzzsaw? I seemed to like it when it came out, but I don't remember a thing about that movie. Yeah, it was like it was like a haunted painting or something. I think something like that. I just remember I Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal was in there. Yeah, yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal played a bisexual dude, and he was pretty good in the role. That's what I remember about it. I think it was like an art critic or an artist. I, I don't really remember. Yeah, I think he was a critic. That Triple Frontier movie sucked. Yeah, I, I don't remember that at all. We should do... Well, I mean, we're pretty far away from 200, I guess. Or, you know, like we're yeah. a year and a half away from 200 or, or whatever. But... uh for the 200th episode, we should just, we should go, <laughs> that's what we should do. For the 200th episode, we should rank uh, all of our episodes from from 1 to 199. I think I'll be similar to where we list, like, the 100 greatest sketch series and like, about 20, and we're like, oh, jeez, what are we doing here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a mistake. Oh, could you imagine? I, number one would have to be... Uh, the skeptical skeptics one, right? Conspiracy movies. That was fun. Yeah, I liked uh, the ones we were with them. Um, I think it was Kevin McDonald's birthday the other day. Oh, wasn't? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Kevin McDonald. I have yeah, not- we could have got him on. Uh, we could get him on cameo as well. Oh yeah, we should. We should invite him onto the show for his birthday retroactively. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll do that. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> Would that be painful? Do you think? Because I mean, after Kids in the Hall, he did like this movie called the The Godson or something like that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And beyond that, I don't know. I mean, he's another Kids in the Hall projects. I don't really know of a lot that he's done after that. I mean, which he, is a shame because he's very hilarious. He was in National Lampoon's Senior Trip, <laughs> and the reason, mm-hmm. I, as a demented crossing guard that is trying to hunt down and kill uh, Jeremy Renner, and I know that because that happened to come out in 1995 and my wife and I watched it for fucking retro late fee and it was terrible. I know Dave did like a movie as well. It was like uh, something about like he's like being hunted or something. I don't, I don't know. Bruce, I believe, did quite a bit of directing. Yeah. Scott's I, been pretty active. Um, you know, he's done like a lot of plays and that kind of stuff and mm-hmm. popped up acting every so often. And Mark was in that uh, that Superstore show, so I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. I hope he made some decent money off that because if anyone deserves it, it's anyone who was in the Kids in the Hall. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he uh, he was one of the top build casts. So I'm pretty sure he did pretty well from that show. That show was on like for like five so. years. So thanks. Yeah, I don't know if you still make money in sitcoms, but hopefully. Right. Um, <laughs> when I'm looking at our podcast to see how many episodes we did, mm-hmm. like it'll say like top podcast in TV and film. It's like related or whatever. Mm-hmm. I completely misread this one. It's called "I'm All In." I thought it said it was Scott Peterson, <laughs> but it's Scott Patterson. Oh my god! I was like, if anybody was all in, it was fucking Scott Peterson. Absolutely, that dude was all into what uh, you know he had planned. Allegedly, holy shit! Oh god! Yeah, could you imagine? So that would be interesting, right? Like uh, some convicted murderers podcast. 
like to a Scott Peterson podcast or a, uh, I don't know, Richard Ramirez podcast. He's dead, but isn't he dead, Richard Ramirez? I think he's still alive. Then he should do a podcast. I think people. Yeah, that's not like the Night Stalker. <laughs> right. Oh, he was in Galaxy Quest, uh, Kevin McDonald, and the ladies' man. Oh, oh, yeah, he was in Galaxy Quest. I forgot. He was in Lilo and Stitch. He's a voice in Lilo and Stitch. What, the TV show or the... Uh, oh, I guess the Night Stalker did die. Jeez. Oh. Back bad. in 2013 of uh, lymphoma. Oh, poor guy. <laughs> I mean, I didn't realize it was that long ago he died. Poor remorseless murderer. Yeah. Uh, remorseless. I don't know. I feel... Uh, I don't feel bad, but... Oh hey, he was in Clerks the animated series too. He was a Batman. That's right. He was a Batman fan. Wasn't it? Wasn't? Oh no, that was. Oh no, Mark was in there too because he and uh, Scott did their. Uh, it was basically like the Chicken Lady voice. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. How what cognizant? <laughs> yikes! I mean, yikes. Oh uh, yeah. So he's he's done some stuff. He's done some video games. Well, good for him because, as I said, I mean, I, I just don't understand how. Those guys aren't like the most famous comedians of all time. They're all hilarious in their own way. I agree, absolutely. I think uh, <laughs> I think Mark was one of the highlights of of Superstore for sure. Uh, he's he's just he's so good, man. They're all so good. Yeah, I'd love to like do a deep dive into the movie um, Stranger or not Stranger Brain Candy. Oh yeah. yeah. It's really interesting. Like apparently, there was like a lot of like infighting going on. Like they wouldn't even speak to each other at certain points. Like they had to like communicate because Dave, like for some reason, had like either left the show or he had like you know like gone to go. I think he'd gone to do news radio and like there was like a falling out. So like he was like you know like he barely allegedly he barely did anything as far as like what he was contractually obligated to do for Brain Candy. Mm-hmm. I don't think Brain Candy is a great movie. Um, there's a, definitely a lot of interesting ideas in there, though. I mean, it's it's like an un, it's like an uncooked sketch, and I wonder if that's because you know I think Dave is one of the stronger writers on the show because he actually did a lot of writing for uh, news radio. Like mm-hmm. he would like uh, you know punch up like Joe Ro- according to Joe Rogan, he was like essentially a writer on the show. He did so much like as far as like coming up with the lines and that kind of stuff for the script. Yeah, that's I, that doesn't surprise me at all. That sh- that show was was brilliant. And he was, and Kevin was on that too. I forgot the great Throwdini. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, the great Throwdini. Or, or was he Throw Galley? I think it was Throwdini. Yeah, that was pretty good. Apparently, there are no convicted murderers that have podcasts yet, and I really feel like they should. When the, when I look it up, the closest thing I get is is Adnan still in jail. <laughs> Oh, does uh, Jenny McCarthy have a podcast? Oh, wait, you said convicted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Adnan Saeed. Hey, I listened to that, uh, That what was it called? Um, hmm. Serial. Yeah, and that's sh- I, I didn't really like that at all. It was annoying to begin with because the lady's like NPR type voice. Oh, yeah, they all have that. Yeah, I hate that so much. Sarah I didn't really King. care about the crime that much. No, I mean, a teenage girl gets murdered. You know, we've heard it all before. I mean, kind of. I mean, I, I'm kind of. I think I'm kind of exhausted on serial murderers because, like, from a young age, probably like 12 or 13, I would just read about them constantly. Then I got to a point where, like, yeah, okay, I get it. You're you had a bad childhood. Uh. You were ahead of the curve. Uh, I mean, I guess I they they had those like 
Uh, I mean, I mean every- clearly there was an interest because they had books, so that- it wasn't like the first one. You know, that's what like, I was. Hey, let's be write a book out. That's what I was just gonna say. Like, uh, I mean, the the popularity of like you know true crime stuff and everything has exploded now. But I was gonna say, I do think you were kind of an early adapter, but obviously there was a fan base for it because Time Life had a series of fucking books. <laughs> Like people wanted it, you know, I think it's just, it's, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's like, people have always been kind of fascinated. Um, I mean, yeah, think about Jack the Ripper. I mean, people were equally fascinated and terrified. I mean, you know, throughout history, there's been, you know, people, uh, pardon me, obsessed with like serial murders. Like I think uh, Ted Bundy found a woman to marry him while he was in, in court, you know, for one of his trials. Yeah. Ted Bundy. We did that too. We watched that uh, documentary. Yeah, that wasn't that good. I don't think. I got a letter the other day. I haven't been. Re- I haven't been. Ted Bundy. I haven't. Carol been- Boone, his wife. Yeah, exactly. I haven't been reading letters recently, but I, I email. I, I call them. Always call them letters, but they're emails. I got an email the other day about uh, when we're going to finish Narcos. <laughs> did we? Did we not finish Narcos? Because I watched it. It was great. <laughs> no, I think. I think we did the first like three episodes or something like that and then we and then we abandoned doing it and it's been years and <laughs> i just think it's, i just think it's funny that this dude hasn't given up yet that we might come back to narcos <laughs> what did that, what did that? Okay, so is he just like he went out of order? Like he started away after everyone. He's like, "Hey, this has been like three years. Where's Narcos?" I'm I'm gonna guess that it's somebody that that yeah that just like found our our show recently and has started listening to it, and not somebody that's like because like sat for you know a couple so of years patiently waiting a couple of years. Yeah. And it's like finally they're like, I better say something. It's been a while. I've let them have their peace. We did the first episode of Narcos, April twenty fifth, twenty nineteen. Um, let's. We're see. waiting two years for the next one, but we missed it, so it'll be another two. The sword of the sword of Simon Bolivar. It's like the first episode, isn't it? <laughs> it's like I think it's the second one. That's May thirtieth. That's regular Narcos. It's not even Narcos Mexico, <laughs> right? That's May thirtieth, twenty nineteen, and then we started Good Omens. And we went through all of that, and then I'm pretty sure we never did. <laughs> I, I don't even have to look. I, I'm sure we never did go back. So it's been two years almost, May 30th. So almost exactly two years. But uh, they're they're ready for another one. I I, I also we also get uh, emails all the time about when we're going to do audio commentaries, and I get now of narcos. Uh, yeah. Now, um, what's it called? Bandcamp uh, sends me stuff sometimes, like once a month or something like that. Of like, hey, here's you know how many people have listened to your stuff or whatever. And we still have people listening to our our uh, audio commentaries. Now I can see that. It used to be oh, really, yeah. It used to be that if they you could only see it if they paid. But now Bandcamp's adjusted the way they do uh, their um their analytics or whatever. So now it's just like whoever plays it, even if they haven't uh, contributed or whatever. Um, I think last month it was 25 people, 25 people watched uh, various, various of our audio commentaries. I think we did an audio commentary in this, but I forgot that I watched uh, 
Die Hard with a Vengeance uh, this week again? I don't think we did an audio commentary on that. I think we did it just oh. on the first one. Oh, I have I have the most. <laughs> I may have told you, but it was definitely off air. I have the most inappropriate joke that cracks me up every time from uh, Die Hard with Vengeance. Okay, I, I, I'm going to assume that you don't want to tell it on the air. Ah, uh, sure, I won't. I won't I'll, I'll go around it. We'll say. Okay. okay. Um, I, I was actually curious to see if they would have this or not because it was on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know when they drop John McClane off in uh, I think it's Harlem and they have him wear that yep. sandwich board. Yep. And you know what it says? Oh yeah. Well, that's what I mean. It did have the full word out in there, which I was shocked by. But I always thought, <laughs> sorry, this is so bad. But the perfect ending to the movie would be like uh, you see uh, Samuel Jackson's character Zeus, like you know he's talking to his nephews again. And he looks out the window and he sees uh, Bruce Willis is out there again with the sandwich board. But this time instead it says "I love," and then the word it says. <laughs> it's just like a knowing look, and they all just start like cracking me up and like you know high fiving. <laughs> because that doesn't make it any better at all. Oh my god! I like the idea that someone thinks that that like the only problem is this has hate. Right, it's the hate that they don't like. <laughs> oh my god, that's that is hilarious. That would be that would. I mean, if it was obviously, it would have to be a different kind of movie, but that would be hilarious. David way. Duke would have to be director, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh, we should do an audio commentary for. Uh, for that though, because like I said, people keep wanting us to do audio commentary, and that's that's a perfect one for us to do. We've both seen the movie. I think we have interesting facts we've heard over the years about the movie. I think we could we could do that one. Oh, I, I love the uh, the puzzle part where he, uh, where they figure out the water thing. Yep. Oh yeah. I forget it every time, but then I uh, I remember it every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's kind of neat. Like uh, I didn't realize that this this show, The Shield, like it, it actually like uh, I every time I watch it, I kind of like notice something else. Mm-hmm. Like in this part, never made any sense to me. I always thought like uh, something different happened. I don't think you are familiar with the show at all. No, no. But there's a character named there's a character named Dutch Wagenbach who's a detective. And like there's this kid, like a teenage kid, who like he thinks lured like a bully into his house and shot him on the pretense that it was trespassing. And mm-hmm. so he's, he thinks this kid's like a budding serial killer. And so, like the guy, the kid's mom like vanishes, and they find like uh, her clothes are like burning in a trash can outside this Dutch guy's house. So they think the kid's trying to set him up, right? And then so they go to the kid, and like yeah, they're like yeah, this this other detective's like yeah, this Dutch guy, we're kind of suspicious of him. We found your mother's uh, you know clothes in a garbage bin by him, and then like a few minutes later, the kid goes, "You found her clothes burning," and I'm like, I always thought it was unresolved. Like oh shit, I realized this time that they never said to him that they were on fire. So he just. You know, it's basically like admitting stuff that he should have no knowledge of. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Which, and they never address it either. They never go back and say, hey, you know what happened there? It's just like, you know, it's like if you don't notice it, you don't notice it. Yeah. I like when shows do that. I like when shows trust the audience to be smart. Um, But, you know, uh, I, f- I forgot to mention when we were talking about the things we were watching. I watched uh, Gender Swap Breaking Bad, uh, which is Good Girls with, uh, you know, the three girls. Um, I'm not really familiar with it. Well, it's, uh, I've talked about it a couple of times. It's like they're doing, so I think it's funny. It like, I was thinking about this today. It totally is gender swapped breaking bad, except for instead of two of them, there's three of them. So it's Christina Hendricks, uh, the girl from, um, arrested development and from the rest of development, may Whitman, I think her name is. And, uh, the other the other girl I'm not familiar with outside of this show, the other woman, I guess I should say, but they're, you know, quote-unquote good girls. Um, but it takes place in and around Detroit, 
which is kind of cool. They 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 make uh, local references on not every episode, but you know here and there. Um, but uh, what they do is one of their daughters uh, has a rare kidney disease. And the family is going to go absolutely bankrupt. And because they can't afford the procedure, basically the daughter's going to die. Uh, so it's another healthcare-related thing. And they decide to rob a, a uh, grocery store to get the money. In doing so, they end up getting... It's Dylan. Um, one second. Hey, he's back. Hello? I'm back. Yes, I'm back. Hey, I didn't know. Welcome back. So I'm oh, talking. You're still there. I'm talking about the. Uh, I'm talking about the the show Good Girls. I don't know if you're familiar with that show. I don't think I'm familiar with that show. But uh, so they rob this this grocery store, and it's like free female Breaking Bad, basically. Um, and they end up getting uh, intertwined with this with this uh, counterfeiter. So they instead of making meth. They make counterfeit bills. They use their design skills, not their chemistry skills, to make counterfeit money. That's basically perfect, and it's you know. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, I think I've definitely heard of that. I don't think I've watched it, but now that you mention it, that synopsis or that, I guess Mm. I've heard of it for sure. Yeah, I don't think I've ever watched it, but someone's talked about it. So they, um, on this latest episode, they did a thing that I absolutely hate. Where they introduced a character at the beginning of the episode who we've never seen before. Well, I mean, we did see him in one small scene, but, like, he wasn't anything. Like, you know, he was just a dude, right? He was a cop. He was just a cop interviewing somebody. But we've never seen him before, really, uh, in in any depth. He's, He's at the beginning of the episode before the credits. They take a lot of time like five minutes of screen time, which is a lot in a 22 minute show or actually it's an hour. Long. Is, yeah. It's an hour long show, but it's still, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of time in a 45 minute show. And especially uh, if you're a supporting, how long is this show? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But they, they, so they, they take like five minutes to establish him, his daughter, his daughter's fears, how he deals with that. Like, what a good daddy is, what a nice person. And I turn to my wife and I go, he's going to die at the end of the episode. The only, the only oh, reason they're doing this and trying to get us to emotionally connect to this dude is because they're going to kill him at the end of this episode. And sure enough, spoilers, they kill him at the end of the episode. And it's like, I hate that. I, it's, it's, it's like uh, emotional manipulation. Yeah, yeah, that is kind of a... Well, I guess, I guess, do we find out if whoever it is is a good dad or not? <laughs> that's uh, well, that's the, guy, the question, right? I guess, I, that, what's funny is, is both the, the hitman or whatever, the, the, the underling that they hire to, that they get to kill this dude is also a father. Yeah. He's talked about it. And the main, oh, and the main criminal guy is also a dad. Everyone well, has kids in the show. <laughs> It's a decent oh, it's nice. a decent show. I like it. It's not nearly as good as Breaking Bad, but it's a it's a uh, decent show. Everybody loves Breaking Bad. I think it's a good show. I actually happen to like it. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like Some well, people don't like it. I mean, people I've heard people complain about it. I'm like, "Why? No, it's great." 
Do you like uh, Do you like Better Call Saul? Yeah, you know, I've seen it. It's it's all right. See, I find a lot of people can't get into Better Call Saul, or it takes them a while to get into Better Call Saul. Even like hardcore Breaking Bad fans. Do you like Better Call Saul? I do. I love it. Mike and I both love that show. Okay, I can't relate. It's sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the elephant in the room. (laughs) It's like my ex-wife. It's a, and say that I don't. It's a, <laughs> Why is she now a reference to everything? It's a slow yeah. burn of a show, uh, Better Call Saul. It's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's one of those where it's, wouldn't you say, Mike, it's like you have to give, you have to get almost the entire first season, I think, really, to to start to get into it. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, yeah. 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 But yeah, I would once you get into it, I'd say it's it, it to me it's on par with Breaking Bad. Really? Okay, oh, yeah. then I'll have to check it out then. I'll have to give it another chance. But yeah, I'm like, like a, I'm like a I'm like a horrible casting director. Audition for me. No, you're terrible. Well then I'm never coming back again. That's me. I don't really give things <laughs> I try not to give things another chance, but I'll give it I'll do it for you. <laughs> Oh yeah, I uh, like I said, I you know you got to give it a while. But did you like the character of Saul in Breaking Bad? Um, yeah, yeah, I did. I think he's kind of a deep character. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it's hard to sort of figure out what he's really thinking. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't. <laughs> well, it's the you get a lot of insight in the show for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 not like a candid watcher. I hope I use that word right in a sentence. You see, I didn't graduate from college, so I pretend, but <laughs> see, I use big words and hope that I'm saying it correctly. Mike and I both went to oh. Oxford in in England, Mississippi. And, and Mississippi. Oh, you went to Mississippi College? Yep, Oxford, Mississippi. Oh, well, Oxford, Mississippi. Okay, how how'd you like that? That oh, was fine. I mean, what? No, what that's, yeah. that's fine, yeah. What did, no, what did you think, good. Mike? Was was, uh, was they ran out of crayons senior year, so it was kind of a you know big to do on uh, campus. What did they? What did he say? They ran out of clams? crayons. Crayons for all the ciphering. Oh, okay. They said clams, like the shellfish. <laughs> no, they had plenty. Of I thought this was a ball. Yes, so do I. And then I and then my mine left me for a woman, so. Yeah, some that might have flown over some people's heads. Oh well. Oh my god! <laughs> I always—that's the one. I love coming on your show because every time I do, I make you laugh, and I—you you have a funny laugh, which is a good thing. Yeah, I do. We—I saw one time uh, I was uh, visiting my friend in Las Vegas. This was many years ago, and someone—we went to see a movie. Somebody came up to us and said, "Hey, do you want to see?" a free preview for a movie. So they gave us these passes to go to a movie theater like a, a couple of days from then. And uh, so we got to see, we got to be one of the preview audiences for this movie that wasn't released yet. Turned out to be the movie, the hot chick with uh, Rob Schneider and, uh, and Rachel McAdams. Uh, so we get into the movie theater and we sit down and uh, this guy comes and sits next to us and someone stands up at the beginning, kind of like tells us what's going to go on. You're going to you're going to write down, you know, what you like, what you didn't like or whatever. Take a survey after you watch the movie. 
uh, yeah. not sometimes like not all the uh, music or things like the movie might not be a hundred percent finished. Like some of the finishing touches, music and stuff like that uh, might not be in it. And then they pointed to this guy that I'm sitting right next to with this box and they say, um, this guy, uh, this box basically registers the audience laughter uh, so that we kind of know what, what parts are funnier might and what's not might, yeah. yeah might put those parts in the trailer and stuff like that and then my buddy leaned over to me and he goes cuz i'm sitting right next to this guy he goes they're going to way overrate this movie uh, did they i i i guess i don't know they, they had a pretty they had a pretty intense media push i would say for the hot chick i th- i think they they thought it was going to do well that must have uh i've seen it <laughs> So that's the well, There you go. That's a plus. Then I can't. I can, you know what's funny is I can't even remember what I, I rated the movie. But um, you know, I can't even remember what I did yesterday. So don't feel bad. It's a body swap movie. Uh, you know, uh, Rob Schneider tra- trades places with a high school girl. Really? Yeah, and it was directed by Tom Brady, quarterback okay. for the uh, Patriots. Well, that explains why it was a shitty movie. <laughs> because a football player is directing a film. Some people should just stick with what they do. You know what I mean? I that's agree. like That's like Rosie O'Donnell saying, I'm going to be straight. It just doesn't work. Just <laughs> stick with what you know. She does have a you huge know? crush on Tom Cruise. Really? Uh, that's what, they but used unfortunately, that's what she used Cruise to say. Have, but Tom Cruise doesn't have a carpet. And she prefers carpet. <laughs> I mean, maybe he does. Maybe he has a bush. I don't know. I haven't looked. But uh, Demi Moore does. does for sure. Yes, absolutely. Demi Moore. Yeah, he's another horror. Yeah, another horrible actress. Demi, and she doesn't even want to be called Demi Moore because no one's gonna say when you say oh, oh Demi Moore. She goes, it's Demi, Demi Moore. <laughs> really? What a cunt! I mean, can she just call herself Demi like anyone else? Demi, like Demi Lovato. She doesn't walk around saying, I'm Demi Lovato. I'm Demi Lovato with a fake British accent. It's just so annoying. I can't stand it. <laughs> really outrageous. So this movie, The Hot Chick, made $54.6 million. I don't know what its budget was because they doesn't say. But I can't imagine. Not 50, bad, well, 54 million is not a lot. Oh, no, of course not. I wish I had $54 million. It was only it was only one game for him. That's what it called. It was just one game. I'll make it back tomorrow. So it's just one game for Brady. Let's see. It says because he makes like a hundred thousand million dollars for one game, right? And I can only imagine how much he makes in that actual Super Bowl. So I mean, for him, fifty million dollars is you know, it's a toilet paper for him. That's so true. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. Oh, well, $50 million, oh, I'll get shitty actors in it. You know what I mean? If he invested a little more, $100 million, $150 million, maybe he could have gotten someone like Meryl, Meryl Streep or something, you know? Meryl Streep and the hot chick, that would have been good. Meryl Streep and the hot chick, yeah. Well, you know, they have de-aging technology. Remember, we talked about that earlier. Right. Apparently, oh, no. under accolades for this film, it says Rob Schneider was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst Actor of the decade for his performance in the film. No, you're kidding. Really? Worst actor of the decade. Oh, no. Not even worst actor of the year, but worst actor of the decade. Now that, 
That is an accomplishment. People shouldn't be going to the Oscars for the, I'm so sick of your best actor, best actress. That's boring. No, 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 no. To be told you're the worst actor of the decade, he should have a wall. He should have a plaque in the Wall of Fame or something. I agree. For being the worst actor. Really? I mean, that's. I think you really should. Yeah. Absolutely. He joins the likes of, by the way, Lawrence yeah, Olivier. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, let me say something about Laurie Olivier. He, he's also a cunt, but he was, he was, but he was brilliant at being a cunt. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. He was great at what he did. Uh, he was terrible. I didn't like him, but he was good at, just like, uh, like, um, to be honest with you, and I'm going to, I hope none of this ever comes out because if it does, I'm really in trouble. It's coming out. It will. For sure. No, it's coming out. But I mean, like, you know, uh, like if I ever become famous, which I'm not. Oh, I'm you, sure hope, I'm, you hope no one listens to our show. I hope no one listens to it. Exactly. No, like Woody Allen. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, I that's going to be a controversial that. opinion. Woody he Allen, very, not a good guy. Huh? No, but he's very smart. That's what I'm saying. I think he's <laughs> over. I don't think he's that great. I think he's overrated. I think his movies are terrible, mm. but his idea and what he did to sort of the, what he did to get to where he is today and how successful he became because he's smart. Anyone can be a cunt. Fine. But if you have money in your pocket and you're smart, who cares? Who cares? People could, if people said to me, I saw your interview with Mark Phillips and it was disgusting and you'll never work as an actor again. That's, I mean, <laughs> now it would suck. But let's say I, I had a hundred million dollars lying around from, you know what I'm saying? Like if I was from successful already, right? If I was already successful, look at Roseanne Barr. She had hundred million dollars, and then she made that racist tweet about mm. Barack Obama's AIDS. Then her career was over. That was four years ago. She hasn't worked a day since. Fine, but she's sitting on a hundred million dollars, and she owns a macadamia nut farm in Hawaii. Right? Who gives a fuck? Exactly. Who gives a fuck if she never works again? She's fine, and guess what? Even her kids are fine. She's so rolling in that macadamia money. Really? I mean, it's really what she is. And uh, that's the thing. I say whatever I want, whether it's right, whether it's wrong, I don't care. I have um, two reasons. I'm also a comic. Mm. There's, uh, as a comedian, um, comedian's job is to voice their opinion in a funny way. I made you laugh, didn't I? So that's what my job is, as well as being an actor. And a, I do a whole bunch of things. Not that many artists can. But there's a good handful of A-listers who do everything. They can they do comedy, they can write, they can act, they can direct. I'm experienced in all those areas, which is an amazing thing. But one thing I don't like is that today, ever since the whole Black Lives Matter movement, ever since the whole women's lib thing came out, ever since this and that and everything, and, and President Trump and this thing and that thing, and the, all these things sort of came together. And it's not necessarily one particular topic. It's all these things, all these fucked up things, that situations that happen, put a toll on the comic. Because now uh, there's this comedian, uh, Judy Gold. She just wrote a book. It's called Yes, I Can Say That, uh, Comics Guide to whatever. And uh, I read it, and it was really funny. And it's true, because people are shunned and blackballed from the business for saying something that's, that's insulting. And you're just a piece of dirt on the floor. How can you insult Lawrence Olivier? Or how can you insult Woody Allen? Because they have an opinion. 
And it doesn't matter if you don't want to hear my opinion. My job is entertainment. So I'm going to voice my opinion. Some people will want to hear it. Some people won't. It's not my job to say whether you like it or not. My job is to entertain. Yep. And so, and I totally believe in saying your opinion. It's one thing if you're an asshole and you're just being mean and trying to insult. There are comedians that insult you. They'll say something horrible, but they won't back it up. That's not a funny comic. Someone like me, I can say something nasty about somebody. But if I also explain, if I have an explanation behind it as to why I think this, it makes it more acceptable. Do you know what I mean? Because now someone can say, oh, I get it. And not just say, oh, he's just being an asshole. Right. That's not a funny comic. People who are in insult comics but can explain it like this, fine. But look at Jeff Roth. He is the king of insult comedy. I love him. He doesn't fucking explain it. He says whatever the fuck he wants to say. He doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But he's a roast master. What else would you have him be? Right. Look at Don Rickles. He's an older one. Also an insult comic. Not as nasty as Jeff Roth. But I guess he was a... Jeff Roth is a modern day Don Rickles, I suppose. Yeah. In the insult comedy. And then you have John Rivers. She never apologized to it. No comics apologize. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't have to explain what it is that they're saying. Now they do. And that's why comics have sort of, oh, fuck it, I don't care anymore. Right. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Because everyone's so butthurt about everything. You can't say this, and that's wrong, and you're mean, and I, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. People shouldn't watch television or listen to music. And that's the other thing. You can't say anything about politics. You can't say anything about other actors, other comics, other right, whatever. Can't say anything about that. But these kids today, 14, 15, 16 years old, can listen to Lil Wayne or Drake or whoever that has every known curse word and the story around the rap. It's not art. It's horrible. They're saying terrible things. And it's feeding into these kids' minds. And that's okay in society. That's okay. That music can be played on radios and on iTunes or whatever, YouTube. All these explicit music can be played. But we still can't voice our opinion on our political views or on on the views of our writers and actors around us, whether it's insulting or not or funny or not or serious or not, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Mike and Mike and I have had discussions about this in the in the past. I think we with that Rosie O'Donnell thing. We we talked about that. Yeah, and you know, I'm an I'm an insult comic. It's what I do. It's, it's, so I do I and the people I poke fun at. It's a for them who should understand it. It's a it's a form of gratitude. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be thankful I mentioned you at all. <laughs> Be thankful I mentioned you. Seriously. Be thankful I mentioned you. There are so many comics for people who won't even bring your name up. Oh, and the fact sure. that I even mentioned Rosie O'Donnell and Harry the Spy, people who watch this who are in my age or a little older would say, oh my God, that's nine. I remember. Yeah, okay. Odds are if 100 people are watching this and 50 of them are my age, if I mentioned Rosie O'Donnell and Harry the Spy, I guarantee at least two will Google it and watch it. And if they buy it and rent it or whatever, that's money that goes to Rosie O'Donnell. That's right. So, so who cares about what I'm saying? What is, do you really think Rosie O'Donnell gives a fuck about someone like me who's a nobody and says a joke about her? 
No. She's sitting on millions of dollars. Who cares? So that's what I'm, what I'm saying is I don't think people's careers should be jeopardized jeopardized based upon what you're saying, especially if you're a comic. If you're a politician, don't be funny. It's not your job to be funny. <laughs> stick, with your, stick with your job title. Really. Stick with it. You know, I, I mean, and someone like Hillary Clinton, she was a politician. She's a kind of female politician as well. Politician, senator, ran for president, whatever. I mean, she even has the balls or the female equivalent to go on Saturday Night Live and do and do. And she did. And she did play long and she was a good sport. And I think even Obama was on Saturday Night Live. That's good. They're not overly inappropriate. They're not going to say anything that'll ruin their, but it teaches people to have a sense of humor. People don't have that today. And that's what really bothers me. And it bothers me really, really a lot. It's, I, but really intensely, it bothers me. How just 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago, it was still bad. 10 years is nothing. Comics were still able to get away with everything. And only a 10 years, it's gone from, oh, comics are funny, to, oh, my God, you can't say that. Oh, how insulting. That's racist. That's sexist. You're degrading women. You're degrading gays. You're degrading uh, men. You're degrading blacks. You're degrading whatever. Like, just stop it. Just stop it. This is why people are going around shooting everybody, because they have all this stress and agony, and they can't voice the No one's voicing their opinions. Nobody's saying anything. No one's talking to anybody. No one's having fun. And it's not necessarily COVID. This was going on a few years before COVID. COVID just made things 10 times worse. But it's just a horrible, horrible situation. And I think people of today have taken things way too far. And uh, I don't know. I don't respect it. I still believe. So it doesn't matter if I'm a nobody. I still believe. And I am a nobody. Let's face it. I'm not, I'm not Woody Allen. I'm not Rosie O'Donnell. I'm not any of those people. I'm someone who's still a, a new actor trying to make it in and who happens to be able to write and direct and do comedy. So I'm multifaceted, which is which I'm very blessed to have that capability. I'm very lucky to have it. But Oh, I think we uh I think we lost Dylan there. Uh, let me see if I can get him back real quick. Okay. Oh, there you go. There you go. Lost you. That's all right. So I hope I'm not talking too much. I'm not trying to be narcissistic or anything. Please cut me off if you think I'm saying. Well. Well, I guess uh, I guess he's got some uh, some phone problems there. So we're uh... yeah, we uh, we lost Dylan. <laughs> so that's a shame, uh, uh, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Do you have you have a, you have a response to Dylan? No. I think we've I think we've covered this before. Uh, you and I have talked about this a few times. I think so. I think our takes are public knowledge. Yep, I I agree. Um, well, that's the show for uh, 
For this week, uh, I'd like to uh, thank Dylan for uh, calling in a few times uh, and uh, contributing to to the show. Uh, hopefully, we'll talk to him again soon. Mike, you got anything else you want to say? No, I don't. All right, then we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time.